BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank God it's Friday. And once again, the eyes of the world are upon you. A great, vast 35-millimeter camera of existence records its scenes and then goes to the developing lab and never again can you change but an image nor but a sign on that great, vast, unseen soundtrack of life. I mean, that's the way uh, Omar Khayyam would have written it had he known about the, you know, CinemaScope. How many of you guys see the world through a whole bunch of movie images bringing up there? Hey, listen, I'm sorry I asked that question here a couple days ago. Really? about uh, what was uh, the Lone Ranger's last name. I'm sorry. I have received over 27,000 people who have written and uh, claimed that his last name was Smithers. Well, now, wait a minute. I know that's not right, but what gets me is why they thought that the Lone Ranger's last name was Smithers. And I received over, believe me, over 500 people who said that his first name was Clifford. 
And that kind of surprised me. What episode in the Lone Ranger series did they imply that the Lone Ranger's name was Clifford Smithers? And a lot of the letters said that he originally came from Philadelphia, which really bugged me. I'm telling you, the Lone Ranger from Philadelphia. His name is Clifford Smithers. <laughs> oh, what a kick in the you-know-what. Please, if you will, Matt. Come on, hit it hard. Let's go. Heinz, fine. Oh, here we go. Yeah. There we go. Say, uh, I must say, I started uh, that thing, and I'm sorry about it. Hey, listen, I have a little note here we have to put for you know put out in front of the crowd here before we get too deeply involved here tonight. <clears throat> Warming up my equipment. You ever hear me talk? Have you ever seen one? I don't think you you, you play one. Come see, come see, huh? Well, I I'll tell you. Uh, speaking of the Jews harp world. Uh, I saw a, a, an, a UP item that just came in off the wire here yesterday or the day before that out someplace in Idaho, they had a uh, kazoo convention. And uh, they went on to, you know, the whole thing. It says there were 20 guys played a kazoo in unison, the whole bit, the, the whole thing about the kazoos. I wonder who has been popularizing the kazoo. That's amazing. I just wonder. But <laughs> nevertheless, they, uh, they had a whole thing about the kazoo convention and then, and this is, uh, you know, this is sickening to read this. The guy who was the writer for either UP or AP went on to explain what a kazoo was. He says a kazoo is an instrument that has a slider in it and has a piece of cat gut. I have never in my born life existence, my total true uh, time on this uh, spinning orb, ever seen a kazoo that had a slider on it that had a piece of cat gut in it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. A lot of people have no idea what they think a kazoo is a comb. A lot of people think it's a comb with some toilet paper there, you know? Forget it. It is not. And uh, many people think one of these penny whistles is a kazoo, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, uh, other people confuse the hummatone with a, with, a, with a kazoo. Not at all. That's terrible. That's like confusing a banjo for a harpsichord. It's just not, you know, <laughs> it's just not the same scene. Oh, well, speaking of uh, uh, clearing up problems here today, how many of you are, are uh, Robert Morley fans? You ever see him in the movies? Morley? He's a very... Well, you've seen him, I'm sure. He's one of those character actors that you see in English pictures who uh, uh, you'd know instantly if you saw him, but you don't know his name. He's been in, uh, you know, hundreds. He's very funny. I'll tell you one of the pictures he was in that you might have seen. Did you see the loved one? Did you see the loved one? Which was a turkey of the 
of fantastic dimensions. I, I, I uh, when I saw that picture, I, I, you know, the producer of it was there, and I said to him, "Say, listen, uh, would you like to really make a real, you know, these guys pride themselves on being black comics. You know, they use that term black comic. These are supposed to be sardonic satirists, right in the Jonathan Swift uh, uh, camp, see." And so I figured, well, you know, black comedy, he would appreciate that black joke. And I went up to him and I said, to him, hey, uh, man. And he said, yeah. And uh, he says, you know, I just seen your turkey in there. Well, instantly he turned a fantastic color. See, I figured, you know, he's interested in the truth. These guys always talk about truth, so I'm going to give it to him. I said, it's a bad picture, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing I'd like to do. And he said, what? And uh, Terry Southern was there, too. He was a very sensitive guy. Not a good writer, but sensitive as all hell. So, uh, uh, and that's maybe why he is sensitive. <laughs> so so uh, he says, what, what, what What would you like? I says, you know what I'd like to do? And he says, what? I would like the cranberry concession for the lobby. And uh, I says, why don't you open up a place where people, instead of buying popcorn, can take cranberry in to see your picture. You know, get a little cranberry in the dish there. It would be a fantastic gag, and everyone would love you for it. And think that you're really doing it. You know, these two guys walked away. You know, and I could see that humor is usually one way. Don't try to pull a gag on Jules Pfeiffer. He does not see the humor of it. <laughs> Just don't. Don't you try it. And, uh, you know, I saw Paul Krasen the other day. And he was celebrating his 13th birthday. And I, I just wanted to uh, c- congratulate Paul. He's the only guy I know who has birthdays that go backwards. And, uh, you know, it's an, and that's a... Yes, he's, he's conquered time, space, existence, life, truth, and beauty. Uh, which means uh, that we uh, have to tell you what the, why I was mentioning Robert Morley. The terrible. This is, you know, notice uh, that the, peripherally we skirt an issue here. And let's get right at it. There was a very embarrassing moment on a set the other day with Robert Morley. Did you see it in the paper? If you didn't, listen to this one. British actor Robert Morley. Now, he's a very elegant type, by the way. Robert Morley is a big red, for example. There's a famous horse called Big Red. Now, what does Big Red do? Well, Big Red is famous for taking falls at full gallop. And she will see a movie and wait two and a half hours in line to see Big Red's big scene. I mean, the hell with the actors and all. She wants to see Big Red, you know. <laughs> now, do you want to hear another specialty in horses? Now, all right. How many times have you seen this scene where uh, these guys are, are riding in a stagecoach, right? And uh, they're, they're coming along in the stagecoach, and all of a sudden, the bad guys, the Claggett boys, come out of the bushes and start chasing the stagecoach, okay? Now, what happens? Uh, for a while, you know they're going to catch the stagecoach. The stage never gets away in no movies. <laughs> Never. And yet, the, you know, the Western cuckoos all get excited about this, hoping one day it will. By the way, that would really louse up the whole script. When it, hey, that would make a funny bit. <laughs> Here's the Claggett boy. See, the, the 107 coach is coming by. See, they know it's coming out of Tombstone. See? And they, they spotted it. See, there's Chill Wills and, and the, all those guys are sitting up there. You know the old guys that always get shot? There's a whole under belly of, of uh, cowboys. You know they're going to get shot right from the beginning. They're always... The bartender usually gets shot, and uh, there's, there's a, you know, the preacher usually gets it, too. So here they are, and, and certainly the guy that's sitting in the left-hand seat on the front of that uh, stagecoach, he's going to get killed. We know it. And he's a beloved character in the beginning. He's known as old Gabby or something like that. And he's, just a he's always saying nice things like, well, I, don't, I don't know about that, Tom. I, I, don't, I just don't know about George. <laughs> And he makes this little squeak. You know he's going to get one of the gut. When he 
courageously tries to fight the the Claggett boys off with his uh, Sears Roebuck 12-gauge shotgun, which jams at the last moment. But uh, nevertheless, here is the scene now. I, I, I could see a great movie. This would really a, be a funny bit. The Claggett boys. And uh, let's see, who, who would be the chief Claggett? Uh, got to get somebody really got evil just coming out of him. Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy with the high cheekbones. Uh, not, no, 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 no. He plays good guys. I'm talking about a guy that continually plays bad guys. He's got the high cheekbones. Uh, Jack uh, Palance. There, all that. Hey, you know, he's known as Scott Clagg, right? And uh, here's his brother. See, uh, his brother is uh, is a Chuck, uh, what's his name? The ex-first uh, baseman, terrible first baseman, Chuck Connors, right? Chuck is playing Snop uh, Claggett. And uh, the, the, the two of them are, you know, just evil guys, see? And their their father's old Flem. And, uh, and uh, that's Burl Ives, see? Flem Claggett. And he sent the boys out to knock over the 107 stage, see? And he's got all the toadies, you see? Uh, one, of their, one of their brothers is named Toad, incidentally. And so here, here, here are the three of them, see? They're waiting in the bushes. <laughs> Total evil, see? They're really, they got the mask and the whole bit. You see old Gabby Hayes sitting up there at the front there, whopping them horses along there, and uh, they're going, yeah, yeah. They always say that, too. You notice that? That's very important. If you try that in Central Park, the next time you go riding, you know how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're hitting the, you know, the whip, and these horses, they're running with the smoke is coming out, the dust is flying, and there's Claire Treble, see? The school mom, the Boston school lady sitting in the back there, and uh, the stage comes roaring down over the prairies. And with that, uh, old uh, Flem, see, Flem, playing by Burl, I say, Oh, boys, you get out there and get him. And I want to tell you, Toad, if you come back here and you ain't shot yourself, one of them settlers, you ain't no son of mine. All right. Out they go, see. And they go roaring down. <laughs> and they, they intercept the stage. They go roaring past. Well, Gabby Hay sees that, see? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah! And he whips those horses. They're running, and all of a sudden now they're all behind the stage. See, the stage is going hell-bent for election right through this tremendous field. See, past all the, past all the uh, uh, cactuses and junk. Yeah, 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 yeah! He's yelling, and the horses are going. And you see that the stage is drawn away from him. And so, so... <laughs> so, Flem, you know, Flem sitting back there, you know, he sees this. He's the boss. He said, get him, plug him, plug him in. Come on, let's go. And pow, 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 they're shooting. They don't hit nobody. You know, pow, 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 pow. And there you, you expect Gabby Hayes to get one in the gut, you know, immediately. And also, there's another convention that happens. You know what we would do? We would have to mousetrap all of yours, see. What, how you mousetrap them is you take a shot of the wheel of the stagecoach. Now, what does that mean to all moviegoers? Right, the wheel's going to fall off, right? Okay, so you take a shot at the wheel, but the wheel don't fall off. It just stays on there. <laughs> and then you also take a shot, you know, where the horses are attached to the, to the thing there, and you see these chains banging. You expect that to break, right? No, it doesn't break. So old, old Gabby goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And blah, 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 blah. the next thing you know, nothing but a cloud of dust on the horizon. Toad says, that's the, that's the tenth damn stage that we have lost up this week. Damn it, we gotta get ourselves some horses, Flem. We gotta get rid of these old nags. <laughs> now that would be a good scene. I mean, a totally unsuccessful band of bad guys. Uh, like, like, and then the next scene, you see, you see Flem. 
Flem walks in, see. Flem walks in. There. Let's let's take not Flem. See, he's always controlling the scene. Let's say Toad. Uh, old uh, old uh, Toad Claggett, see. Toad is played by Ernest Borgnine. You know he's real bad, fat and bad at this one. See, he's real bad. He's the he's the muscle man. He's our you know. So Toad walks into the Silver Dollar, right? Now who's at the bar but this friendly, nice, sheep rustler? No, no, friendly, r- nice, a settler, and he's got his wife and kids. Okay, now you know what's going to happen, see? And you see the kids sitting over there, and there's his wife, and they have just come all the way. It's a, it's, it's played by a nice guy. You have to get some real nice guy. Let's see who's a nice guy who's a born victim in the movie. He plays victims all the time. Uh, not Richard Widmark. Dan Duryea is pretty good at that. He plays. He's always a victim. So he's the he's the very solemn, hardworking guy, and we've seen shots of him. See, he's coming all the way through the prairies, through terrible hardship, and he keeps saying, "We're gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna people the West, Claire." At the, it's up to us little people. This great land of iron is going to have to be people by little people like us, Claire. And all right, they've come all the way west. And now they're in the silver dollar. And they run into Toad Claggett. Claude, you know, Toad comes in and he walks up to the bartender. Husky. And the bartender gets scared. Everybody turns are scared because Toad has walked in. And you know the shots of, uh, of all these card games that are going on? How they all look up like this. And they see that Toad is now looking at Dan Durier, who is down at the other end of the bar drinking a diet Yoo-Hoo. Now, remember that, uh, you know, good guys don't really drink in these movies. So he's drinking, let's say he's drinking a glass of milk. He's down there. And Toad sees him. It's a long pregnant pause. And you see the clock at a steeple going... See, that means that the, the other claggets are coming in at noon, and they're going to shoot up the town, right? And now in walks Gary Cooper. You know, Gary walks in, and he's the, uh, he's the lone man from uh, Gulch. Now, uh, how he got to be a lone man was one time when he was a kid, his brothers were shot by the Claggett boys, and he's been pursuing the Claggett boys ever since, right? And he's gotten this terrible reputation of being a gunslinger, which ain't really true, because he's really a good guy, see? But he's been looking for the Claggetts ever since. And he walks in and he sees Toad Claggett. And Toad Claggett is harassing Dan Duryea. He is saying things like this. Who do you think you're looking at? How about a glass of whiskey, huh? One of them Easterners drink milk, huh? Well, you come down here and you drink a glass of whiskey. And anybody that says he ain't going to drink with Toad Claggett better be prepared to back it up. And Dan Duryea's looking real scared, see? But, uh, sir, I uh, do not drink, and I have my wife and children here, and we have come out to settle the West, and uh, we are the good guys. Ain't going to drink with Toad Claggett? Boys, you heard what he said? Ain't going to drink with Toad Claggett, huh? <laughs> oh, you boys know what that means, right? He's insulted Toad Claggett. And we see, we see the lone rider of Tarnation Gulch, Gary Cooper. He has come to the other end of the bar, and Toad don't see him, see? But that, suddenly, big old lone rider takes out his six-gun, slams it down on a table. And with that, Toad 
he hears this, and he turns, and he sees the level blue eyes of Gary Cooper looking at him. With that, Gary says, Say that to me. How about inviting me to have a drink? Oh, you ain't going to invite me, huh? Well, I'll invite you to have a drink, then. How about having a drink? And Toad looks. You can see his face is contorted with rage. You see his giant muscles bulging. He is about to, you know, squash the lone rider of Tornation Gulch. With that, Gary Cooper takes his glass of whiskey and throws it in his face. They always do that in the westerns. Like that. And Toad Clackett staggers back. He says, boys, boys, you've seen what this guy done? Who are you, lone rider of Tarnation Gulch? And he says, you killed my brother, Cragley. You killed him after he had fought at the Battle of Manassas Gulch. You killed him, you and the rest of the Claggetts. And I have pursued you throughout all of Texas, western Pennsylvania, and throughout New Jersey. And at long last, I come up against you. And I'm going to wreak havoc upon the entire Claggett clan. And Toad looks at him. And you see, coming in the door behind Gary Cooper, in is coming Flem, carrying his triple-barreled shotgun that's been sawed off, and it's got a whip on the other end of it, see? He comes walking in, and he sees the scene. With that, he says, Toad, Toad, you ain't no son of mine unless you beat that, unless you beat that no good rider from Tarnation Gulch to a pulp. Well, Toad looks scared, see, Ernest Barknight. He says, okay, Papa. And with that, he belts Gary Cooper a shot, and Cooper is out. That's the end of the ball game. And they dragged the lone rider of Tarnation Gulch out, and all the, you know, all the guys that were sitting around there playing penny ante says, I knew he was a fake. Throw him out. And out he goes. Dan Durier comes up behind Toad, grabs him by the back of the neck, says, What did you say? Pow! And down goes Toad. Out like a light. With that, he goes over and he gives. He gives Flem such a karate shot like you never saw in your life. Crack! And everyone's saying, the good guy won! With that, Dan Thurier pulls out of his out of his pocket a derringer. He says, all right, this is stick-up. Give me your dough. And he rides off into the darkness with his wife and kids behind him, who are just shills and are actually midgets. It used to be in, a, in the roller skating and tap dance game outside of eastern Pittsburgh. What a picture. And it goes, da, 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 dee, dee, da, 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 da. <laughs> now, oh, by the way, oh, you'd have to get Tony Bennett to sing that. He was a man from Tarnation Gulch. What looked forever and a day. Oh, he searched forever looking for... Them Claggett crumbs, them crummy Claggetts, and one day he found them. You get the what's the matter, huh? Well, I think that's kind of a nice picture. I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, let me tell you this though. No, this is all part of the esoteric of movies. Absolutely. And this chick that I know knows every horse that's ever played in a major western. And gets pictures of them, and they're autographed, most of them. And uh, now, on the other hand, do you know that some people 
are such esoteric-type movie fans that they go to see the cars in the movies. That uh, if, there's a, if there's a foreign picture, they only go to see the cars. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's true. Uh, there, are, there are people, for example, who... Uh, uh, of course, you know, you get uh, really deeply involved in this esoteric, and you really get, it gets to be a sick scene. But, uh, uh, for example, in Japanese movies, the Japanese movies are made by the same actors. <laughs> I mean, they all, it's just the same. Uh, Mufuni makes them all. And, uh, yeah, his name is Mufuni. And he's in all. I think there is no real one Mufuni. It's a corporation. There must be 225 different Mufunis that play, you know, it's a whole different, there's a whole crowd. But the, the, the worst movies in the world are Japanese horror films. Japanese science fiction films absolutely transcend any known horror themselves. I mean, they're not scary. It's just the, you know, the idea. <laughs> and so tonight uh, we want to salute uh, Robert Morley out there with his horse sunk down up to its hocks in the mud. You know, speaking of, uh, of horses uh, and, and uh, the movie horses, one time in a, in a, in a production that I was involved in, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.